Hey guys, Michael Hubbard here with Permission Ministries, and uh, I've got some exciting uh, podcasts to share with you. I can't tell you the names of these people because they've been doing some behind, uh, let's say, some places where you, you're not free to preach the gospel and do ministry. And uh, they're, they're great friends of mine. I've known them for years, them and their family. But I uh, just want to talk to you a little bit about missions for a second because uh, it is the heart, I believe, of the Father. Uh, Carlos Anaconda, a famous Argentine evangelist, said the heart of the Father beats for souls. And I always call it the go of the gospel. I've got several G words I want to throw at you. I call it the G-string theology. Got your attention? Actually, it's a string of Gs. The first one is G for go. Very simply, Jesus said, go. We have to have a go mentality that we're just not sitting, resting in the goodness of God, but we have an eye for others. And that go is driven for, by the love of God in our hearts, so freely expressed that we get to give it to others. And you're going to find that in my friends as they share this, that they were impacted and encountered by Jesus and they couldn't contain it and they had to go. The second go is give. Be generous. And you're, when you go, be generous with everything, not just finances, but in your time, your energy. Take time for, as Heidi Baker says, for the one. When you come across someone in need, just spend a little time. You'd be amazed how people just want to be said a, a nice hello, a smile. But take it a step further. It can be to your neighbors. Going doesn't have to be complicated. You can go to your neighbors and just be available for them with your time, with your energy. And the third one is the idea of a gift. We bring our gift to the process. And that gift can be as simple as just your time. It can be the gift you carry. It could be a spiritual gift. It could be a gift of service. <clears throat> I always think of the story of Moses where he was um, called by God to go and liberate the people out of Egypt. And, you know, Moses, like all of us, said, Lord, I don't want to go. This is too big of a deal. What, am I, what do I got to give him? And God said something very, very interesting to him. He said, use what's in your hand. And what was in Moses' hand was a stick. So I can imagine Moses thinking, I'm going to go to Egypt with a stick and confront Pharaoh. But it was that stick that became the rod of Moses that great miracles were done. What's in your hand? What has God given you to give? You know, my wife is such an example of that. She, she's working at a, at a job and she's in a management position which she doesn't like managing. She just loves to work. She doesn't like telling people what to do. She doesn't like the drama. <clears throat> but she finds herself there. And she's gotten so much feedback from her coworkers saying, you're such a great manager. And my wife realized, you know, all I am is a mom. You know, if, if you know her, she is a mom and she's a grandma. And she loves her kids. She loves her grandkids. She lives for them. And, and if you're a mom, you understand that. But my, that's my wife. She just is the epitome of, when you, you know, in the dictionary, mom, there's a picture of her. But she just takes what she has. So what do you have? Just take what you have. You don't have to be specially anointed from on high. You don't have to be a great preacher. You don't have to do healing. God can do all those things, and we want all those things. But don't forget the little things of who you are, what you get to be. So you're going to hear some great testimonies from my friends. They just went. They weren't trained in, in, the, in the seminary. They just heard the call of God. They went, and they took what was in their hands, and they gave generously, and they were there for almost three decades, and they had a tremendous, and still having a tremendous impact in nations around the world. So you're going to love these stories. Stay tuned and enjoy them. Hi, right, this is Michael Hubbard, and I'm with some good friends. I'm going to introduce you to you in a second, but this is a special uh, podcast 
for Mission Ministries as it's not going to be video, video because my friends have been doing missions work in places uh, where it's not welcomed. And um, so I just thought it'd be good to have them share a little bit their hearts, their stories that I think will inspire you. And we go back quite a long time. Uh, they helped me plant a church back in the day. They led our missions work and uh, so much so that they had the bug and they passed it on to me and I've been doing some stuff and a lot of our church has and they pulled up stakes oh, almost three decades ago and took off for the uh, go to all nations as Jesus said. So um, I'm not going to use their original names but for the sake of conversation I'm going to introduce to you Mark and Francesca. <laughs> <laughs> Francesca Louise. Yes. Oh please. Um, Mark I'll start with you buddy. Um, yes. I always like to start off just a little bit about your experience in getting to know Jesus. And, um, you know, what's, what's interesting for us, too, you know, in our relationship, we, we are not trained um, scholastically in the gospel. We, you know, we didn't go to school. We didn't go to training. We just, mm. you know, we just hit the ground kind of running yeah. and, and because we had an encounter with Jesus. And I remember those early days getting to know you before you were married to Francesca. Mm. <laughs> but you were a passionate guy. You're always around the church working and stuff. But what kind of led you to that place? Because you know, you, like a lot of us back then, we had some wild backgrounds. So just take a second, tell us about your your journey with Jesus. Uh, my journey started with um, a couple of divorces before I was a Christian, and I I was at the end of my rope. I was at the end of my rope and my niece asked me to go to church one day, something I <laughs> never thought about doing or even crossed my mind. But when she said it, it just clicked and I said, yes, I didn't even think about it. Huh. And she invited me to church. Now you hadn't, hadn't been going at all? You no. weren't raised going to church? Uh, raised Catholic, but never went to church. Right. Yes. But occasional mass on the Christmas and holidays, huh? Might uh, have been that. <laughs> rarely, rarely. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, I went to church one day, uh, my niece and I, and um, and I thought, wow, this is what I've been looking for all my life. Hmm. There is something here I need. I want. There's something here I need, and. I've been looking for love all my life, yeah. and I came to Jesus. Yeah. But that was just the first step. That was just the first step. One day... Would you walk down the altar? Did you start reading the Bible? What happened? Um, just went down the altar. Gave my life to the Lord. Didn't know what I was doing or what it meant, yeah. but I just gave my life to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very simple. Very simple. And from there? From there, I was... God was just doing something in my heart and in my mind, and it was, I was a wreck. At first I thought I was okay, but after I gave my life to the Lord, I became a wreck. I just totally, my, my life was like crumbling. My feet were like giving out. And I gave, my, Jack would ask, anybody not sure about being saved? And I did it about four times. This is <laughs> I need to the get deal. Saved. Making sure, <laughs> making sure, and I just crying and crying all the time. And I did the same thing. I did several altar calls. You know, just making several, sure. Several, yeah, several. Yeah. And still wasn't sure. And then um, 
a couple of uh, these friends. Do we give names? No. No. First names is fine. Yeah. Jerry and Charlene. Charlene. Charlotte. They yeah. said, come here, Jose, we're going to pray for you. And uh, they prayed Isaiah. It's like the Lord was going to change my life, make the, bring the mountain down, the valley, fill the valleys, make the road straight. And that immediately changed my life. I wow. don't know. That was it. It changed my life. It, was there, what, did you feel a physical encounter? Did you just have a, an awareness that something had changed in you? I was just aware that, man, there is a God and this is what he's going to do. And he loves me. Yeah, yeah. And, but I cried and cried and cried so much after that. Joy. I was crying joy. Mm -hmm. You know, and God was just washing over me over and over and over. And I just fell in love with him and because of what he's going to do for me. I was looking for love all my life, yeah, and yeah. I finally found it. Yeah, it's the only thing that could satisfy my heart. Yeah. you know, that was that was so, it. I remember meeting you because we were helping build up the church, mm -hmm. and you were helping a um, friend, Mark. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, later on, I got to know you more just coming around here, the home group we did, and then next thing you know, you're you're dating Francesca. <laughs> yes, Francesca. <laughs> Not her real name. <laughs> How's her voice? Louise. Yeah, I heard that angelic voice. Yes, and I'm going, wow, what is this? What is this? Who is this? And I'm going, wow. Oh my God, this is leading. This is leading me. What did you feel? Oh my gosh, it was an angel at the vineyard. Yes. <laughs> it was an angel, and I was Twitter-pated, <laughs> and that was it. No, that, was <laughs> that was the end, that was but it wasn't that easy. There was a lot of ups and downs before like, like we got any, married. Like any marriage and relationship. In fact, I, I helped counsel you guys, and that's yes, another story we are talking about. Story. I want to fast forward a little bit where you guys... I remember in, in our church, you carried just this, this beat for um, outreach. I mean, simple things we do. We, we started going to Tijuana, mm -hmm. doing ministry down there, and you guys were leading groups. Um, I remember doing a, an outreach in the local area where we had a, like a garage sale outside our church. And that was, we did you know, car washes and stuff. Yes. So you guys just had this heart passion that you two seemed so synchronized, synchronized about going Tell us a little bit about those early days when you guys just started going. What was what was that about, and what was stirring you? Um, my background is construction, so this church in Tecate needed some people to build the dorms for missionaries coming from the north and going south into Mexico. Right. So a group of us got together, right. got material, tools, and drove down to uh, Tecate. Right, right. So we started construction, and and it's like Francesca, Francesca and her friend <laughs> Lala, <laughs> troublemakers. Yeah, we built, helped build this place for other guy, other people coming down from the north, and out of that developed friendships with right. friends from Oregon, and we always cross paths. Yeah. 
in Tecate. Isn't that true? People have that missionary spirit. You just, when you're out there, you just start running into each other. God puts you together. Yeah, and it's, God was just doing a lot of things, you know. He's doing a lot of things in my heart. And um, just, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just following his, his yeah. lead. Yeah. That's it. Didn't know what I was doing, but just following him. Serving wherever I could serve is, was my whole purpose. Yeah. Now I remember, <clears throat> fast forward again a little bit, watching this and seeing you guys in the church kind of leading the charge to go. I call it the go of the church. And um, then you guys started talking about going overseas to a particular country mm-hmm. that uh, you just felt a heart for. And it just started with you guys just visiting, right? You, didn't, you weren't thinking that that would be your end game, would it? No. Uh, we actually started a missions home group. Right, I remember that. Yeah, we started that, and then we... Uh, Start taking teams. Francesca had <laughs> this idea she was going to go serve in Hong Kong. Oh, in Hong Kong. So that started moving east. East? West. <laughs> yeah, so depending on which way you go, yeah. east or west, but you know... Uh, so that started that, and one day we were in this one city, and God just gave me a heart for <laughs> gave me a heart for missions, mm-hmm. people, and this particular country. Right, and it was just that that has changed everything. It was just it did, it did. that was it. Yeah, you know, to serve Him there, serve His people. Right. You know, they're his people, and we're called to serve, yeah. you know, to share the gospel. I don't know. I thought it was very simple. Just go. Follow him. And different people came into the mix and helped us and encouraged us and ideas. But it was mostly just the Holy Spirit leading. Yeah, yeah. Holy Spirit leading. I always loved that about you, Mark, that... Um because I'd hang with you in some of those situations. And we had a, a running joke that you'd be walking down the road and turn around and Mark was gone. He said, where did he go? And he'd stopped off and he was sharing the gospel with someone. Mm. And, uh, but this the simplicity of that I always loved about it. You just, you just did basic, simple things, but had such powerful. And then I saw in visiting that you kind of took on this fathering approach to many of the people who were desperate for the mm. father's love and stuff. And mm. give me a couple stories of that. You know, I mean, I could think of a few, but, you know, just any stories that, what it was like, just the simplicity of in some situations you found yourself in where God just showed up. One, I think one of the first people we talked to, um, we shared the gospel, and after sharing, Francesca and I just said, well, if, <coughs> if you can't make a decision now, go home and and think about it and think about it and so the next day she was a university student and the next day she came to us and said I've decided to follow Jesus Uh and it was just the most amazing thing that God did and we have stayed connected one way or another over how many years 30 30 years at least over 30 years And she is just this incredible young woman of God. She is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is super. 
Awesome. Let me ask you this. This is an opportunity to, to talk to people about the passion to go. What would, what would you say to the church today about the need? And what would you want to leave with them as someone who's been out there doing it? What would you say to the church in America? The need is always there. There's a lot of need. But where does God want you is, where does Jesus want to place you? Where does the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit want to move you mm -hmm. to? Because there's so much need. There's, you know. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, there's need. There's need at home. There's need in your city. There's need in your country. There's need everywhere. But where does God want to place you? Yeah. And it is, that is very different than just running around with a shotgun and shoot here, shoot there, and, right. you know, miss, hit and miss. Right. But where does God want to place yeah. you is really what it is. Basically, know your assignment from God. Mm. Yes. And God wants you to know it. Yeah. He's, uh, not, he's not keeping it a secret. Sometimes yeah. you have to check it out a little bit. Right? Yeah. You have to check a few doors, but when you find your passion, do it. Yeah, serve in different places, different ministries, and see where the Lord leads you. Yeah. To me, it's sharing the gospel. So it doesn't yeah. matter where I am, what I'm doing. It's sharing the gospel. Yeah. yeah. First, most. Yeah. yeah. Wherever you go, whatever you do. Wherever, every opportunity that the Lord gives me. It's the go of the gospel. Yes. Cool. Got those shoes. Keep running. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. I was never educated, so everything that I know is something God has yeah. revealed to me. But loving Him and serving Him is my heart's desire. Yeah. Yeah. It's very simple, I think. Yeah. I think we make it too complicated sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Make it too complicated. Some people want to know exactly where you fit, like a key in the door, but it doesn't work that way. Yeah. God is the one that He molds us and He shapes us and Hi, Chihuahua. <laughs> that was Francesca playing with her phone. <coughs> yes. No, I love I love that simple approach because it, it's something everybody can do. Jesus said, "Be like children." Yeah. And just just do what Daddy says. Yeah. And learn to trust your gut a little bit and just mm -hmm. take the next step because that's what you guys did. You just took mm -hmm. some steps. You didn't know you were going to end up in a in a place for 25, 30 years ministering. You just took a step which led to another step, led, led to some relationships. Yes. The next thing you know, you felt the pull. You had that encounter. You said, I love these people. I've got to be here. And I've heard you guys say many times, this is our home. This is where we like to be. So anyway, Mark, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for sharing.